I'm Kate Daniels. It's the season of flurries. Yes, the snow kind, but also just all the preparations for the wonderful variety of celebrations in our world. This morning, I really appreciate having Susan Nochella and Rena Markin from Lutheran Community Services Northwest with us, as they are both very involved with supporting seniors, in particular those who are isolated and those living with dementia or a brain injury. Susan is the director of Santa for Seniors, and Rena is the Senior Friend Program Coordinator. Susan Nochella and Rena Markin, so wonderful to have you join us this morning. Welcome. Thank you. We're delighted to be here. I'm delighted that you are both here. I think it's just the timing has just worked out perfectly because here we are just starting the month of December with so many festivities going on and we really get excited about participating in fun and engaging with people. But the reason we're here is because in the midst of all that celebration and thinking about gift giving and connecting, there's a certain group of our population that seems to be lost or just forgotten. Is that so, Susan? Absolutely, yes. A lot of our seniors are isolated, they're homebound for a variety of reasons. They might not have friends or family nearby. They might be economically challenged or they might not have, you know, transportation available to them. And they they are our forgotten um, part of our communities. And so that being the case, and I think we probably might, you know, look back in our memory and think about maybe grandparents or even aging parents and how that might be true or just a neighbor down the street. We probably, if we think about it, know someone. And so therefore, here's an opportunity to think about ways that we can do something about that to bring recognition, bring connection to this segment of our population, which is growing, right? It absolutely is. Yes, it's definitely increasing. Um, And there are also a lot of different ways that people self-isolate as well, too. So we need to keep that in mind. the the Santa for Seniors program started in 2015 and really took off in 2017 to recognize and honor those forgotten members of our community and society. And so our program provides acknowledgement several times a year, but our main time is during the holidays when a lot of people, they don't have anyone to celebrate the holidays with. Um, and it can really have a a mental and emotional negative impact on them. So um, again, the holiday is our largest time period um, where we are, gosh, uh, trying to reach as many seniors in the community as we can. And this year we have a goal of over 8,000. We are actually in 16 different counties in Western and Eastern Washington this year and down in Oregon as well. And so we rely on a lot of community connection to reach those seniors. Um, We have a lot of different partners and we rely on a lot of volunteer support, um, you know, to make this happen. Well, those are such key things that really resonate with me. And uh, so often 
with guests that I have on this program, we're talking about ways to be involved in the community. And I think the Northwest still continues to be really uh, vibrant with volunteers. I think there's just that desire. And this is a great time if we've not been aware of these senior programs of Santa for Seniors would be a great way to uh, get the family involved, wouldn't it? Absolutely. We have a lot of families that are involved, a lot of school groups um, and service clubs. And it's, I, I'm, I think it's really important to create intergenerational connections. We need to um, bring this awareness and education to our younger generation so that they are aware there's this issue um, and to help us address it. And a lot of our youth don't have grandparents either. So they don't know how to interact with older America, you know, older, the older generation. Um, and so I think it's really important to create that connection. It It's mutually beneficial. Um, and it just, it can, it can be a fun activity for a family to come and involve, to, to come down and um, host an item drive or uh, be a part of an assembly, you know, putting together our actual gift bags. We do a lot of different community engagement um, projects like ornament kits and card making, and those get sent out through the community and they get returned back to us. Um, they go to our seniors that are on our wait list or into the actual gift bags, but it's just, it's a fun activity that people can do at home. We have something tangible. You know, we've got a little card that the person can sign. We might have a senior story so that whoever's decorating gets a little bit more of an idea of who this is going, you know, going um, to. And yeah, it's just, it's just fun. It's fun. So are there opportunities where families or or maybe just the kids get to interact with seniors on a one well in a group environment basically or maybe it would be uh visiting a senior in their home does that happen we are working on that mm-hmm. um we very much want to see that happen and we have um a couple schools that we're working with that are interested in projects like that um so it's just it's we have a lot of dreams big dreams and it's you know making them happen and making sure we don't get we don't overwhelm ourselves in in during the season but um that's one of our projects that we're planning for kind of our springtime, um, you know, fall times when it's a little bit um, less less hectic, less active. And we can create those opportunities for maybe a school group to come in and do origami with, um, you know, a, a senior living community or do art. Rena, actually, maybe you can discuss. We do have... Um, I know she's going to discuss our senior friends program, but we also have two other programs that I want to mention are opening minds through arts and our music and memories program, which are kind of um, along our dementia services line. And there's volunteer opportunities within that. Rena, maybe you can expound on that. Yes, we have a, a social engagement, dementia social engagement activities area of our of Lutheran Community Services. And we have the opening minds through art and the music and memories. They're a combined activity. And so we have volunteers that can come in and work with a senior to help make some art projects and hang out with them while they're singing. And um, it really helps with their mind to stimulate their minds 
and that's fabulous with the the people with dementia. Uh, We also have our memory cafe that we do once a month, and we have memory walks, which happen every week. And uh, that's a, a way for people, volunteers or caregivers to engage with each other and bring the person with uh, memory issues to have some outdoor time and some socialization. So it's all about socialization and for both the care partners, the volunteers and the people with dementia. So that, that all of this Every single aspect of it sounds really so wonderful and really honoring of individuals and intergenerational is so great. So I'm intrigued by then the the memory walk. So that would that be like a group or is it a one on one where they take a stroll through the community, go walk down the street or into a park? Well, it's. Uh, it's a group situation. So what we do is we divide it into four week sessions and we'll pick a place where we'll meet for uh, four weeks in a row. And then people will come and bring their person with them. And we just all gather together and we'll go for a stroll. Uh, They're often very, very slow (laughs) and short. Uh, And then sometimes we'll stop and have a cup of coffee somewhere or and engage even more with each other. But uh, people that come weekly and tend to uh, come regularly end up making friends with each other. And sometimes they even exchange phone numbers. And so it gives a care partner other people to be around that are going through the same things they are when you're a 24-7 care partner of someone with dementia. So when you say exchanging the phone numbers, is that between the care partners or because it's probably not the senior who's maybe dealing with dementia or maybe it is. Yeah, it's mainly the care partners. And um, actually many of the care partners are the wives or the husbands or the daughters or the sons. A lot of times they're family. Sometimes they are a hired caregiver, but yeah, it's needing that support that they need. But the person with dementia loves to come too, because they end up walking in and finding conversation that they can have with each other and with the other people around. So everyone is socially engaged. Right, right. So in this case, you're presenting an opportunity for community members to be involved and receive support. Volunteers aren't necessarily involved in that, or are they? We have a couple volunteers that come. We don't need that many. Uh, depends on how big the group is. The bigger the group, the more we volunteers, uh, the person leading it, which is me at the moment, would need. But uh, definitely our opening minds through art and our music yeah. program, as Susan was mentioning, they do really well with extra volunteers because then that care partner has an opportunity to take a break, whether that's going in, getting a cup of coffee or getting their nails done or just reading a book or answering a phone call. They have some time to themselves. Right. And as we know, with care partners, uh, they it, it's it's a, a tough job. And if the if a care partner isn't taking care of themselves, then they're not going to be there for the person who needs them the most. Right. And interestingly, along those lines, I was just speaking with someone who's very involved in bringing support to who is a caregiver and wanting to raise that awareness. And just as you say, they they need that break. But rather than uh, asking, well, what can I do for you? 
here you are presenting opportunities of ways that they can have that respite time or, you know, just uh, know that they aren't the ones who have to be fully engaged. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that is wonderful. And I, the opening minds through art and music, and I know music is, is so key, isn't it, for those persons suffering with dementia, that it just resonates somewhere in a memory or, or however, but it just really breaks through. It's so important. It is. There's a lot of science that's backing up that it does exactly what you just said, break through the uh, people that are, have been nonverbal will start singing. <laughs> and uh, we've had people say that the, their person is maybe kind of grumpy on the way there, but always happy on the way back. So it, it stimulates the endorphins and stimulates the brain and uh, they're just happier. And does this happen on a really regular, consistent basis? Yes, our programs are weekly. Weekly, which is perfect. Uh, Almost like that. they may want it more frequently, but every week is a great way to know you can set aside that time. And in this case, would um, a caregiver bring their their partner, their loved one, and, and remain or gives them time to leave while they're engaged in an activity? Uh, It depends on how many volunteers we have, because we make sure that every senior that's there that has a brain injury or or dementia um, has somebody with them. So, um, yeah, we don't just let people do a drop in and leave. But if we have the volunteers, as Susan was mentioning, the importance of that, we have the volunteers there, then it gives the care partner an opportunity to leave. So volunteerism is extremely important in in what we do here at Lutheran Community Services. And for something like that, do you, would you require some sort of um, training or do they need to go through an orientation to, to know how to be present with a person that's had either a brain injury or dealing with dementia? Absolutely. They go through a background check and then they'll go through uh, some, some training about that. Absolutely. That's great. We should take this moment then, as we're talking about volunteers and inviting people to be involved, actually in any aspect of what we're discussing, including the Santa for Seniors, um, a website where people can get this information? Uh, yeah, LutheranCommunityServices.org, LCSNW.org. Great. And specifically because we're kind of focusing on Santa for Seniors at this moment as well, um, I think it's a backslash Santa-F-O-R for dash uh, seniors. Is that right, Susan? Um, yes. You can also put in uh, Santa for Seniors, NW.org as well. And it ties into our Lutheran Community Services um, website overall, but it's it's a page specific for the Santa for Seniors program. So you'll see um, volunteer opportunities listed. You'll see ways, you know, maybe where we're going to be in the community events. Um, we're going to be at the 10th annual um, to come a Santa parade tomorrow. That's Sunday. And then the following Saturday, we um, actually have our first annual walkathon that's being hosted by the Morgan family YMCA. Um, that's Saturday morning. So those are two community events that we're going to be out and about um, and active, but um, you'll see on that website, some of the stories, um, you know, and, and some, um, you know, past sponsors and pictures of our past volunteer groups and recipients. So 
and the way that you are involved, I, I was really amazed by this of, you know, keeping the connection. I, I, well, there's the weekly opportunities, but providing gifts seasonally and some they're, they're practical and, and yet they're, they're, they're a gift. It's something fun and useful to have like a, a in the spring to receive a plant, something to nurture <laughs> for the rest of the year and into the ne- next year as well. Yeah, that was, um, it's, it is a way to, to maintain that cadence. Um, We don't want it just to be a one time thing. Um, So we, you know, we, we have the three major acknowledgements, as you mentioned, this spring, we do a flower kit, which has been a surprising hit, but I think it's because it gives people something to nurture and and take care of themselves. Uh, We do a fall safety emergency kind of grab and go starter kit and then the holiday. And then in between we, we do little things. Um, We've done uh, small Valentine's day events. We've done some, you know, things during the summer where we've partnered with a local bakery and provided cookies. We have connected with an amazing volunteer group that makes cards for us. And so often we can, we send those out through the year just so that people, you know, they still feel connected and a part of the community and seen. Um, And they also, you know, provide opportunities for us to continue our volunteer engagement. Um, We have amazing groups that come back year after year and families that come back year after year. It kind of becomes their tradition to to come in and support. Um, and they end up, you know, donating to the program or providing, you know, more or roping their friends in, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, it's very, it's very important to keep it going through the year. So when you mention that and families coming in or a, a group coming in to work, are they putting together these uh, the gift items or are they creating the ornaments that we mentioned earlier on? What are they doing? Yeah, so it's actually a mixture of both. So um, we rely on volunteers to actually put together our gift bags. As you can imagine, 8,000 is a pretty large, we started in October and we're we're still working hard at it. Um, So we have groups of anywhere from seven to 10 that come in um, for two hours and they, they will assemble the gift bags for us. And um, those can be, we've, got corporate team builder events we've got service groups we've got boy scouts girl scouts youth groups you name it Um, we also have some dedicated volunteers we call them our satellite volunteers Um, they do our ornaments for us and so we'll send out an ornament kit or um, you know just a pack and they will decorate it within their school community and then send it back to us um or we'll come and pick it up. So yeah, there's there's a lot of different opportunities depending on what people's bandwidth is, you know, during the hall. Everybody's busy, right? right. So But yeah. some of the, as you're saying that this started in October to create the bag. So it's it's happening at a time that maybe people do have a little more time. But the items that go into the gift bags, where do they come from? How do you accumulate? So it's it is um, part of it is through the generosity of our funder, and part of it is through community donations. So we rely we rely on both. Um, you know, the community donations are really important. We have an Amazon wish list, and we also have suggestions, I believe, on our website. Um, again, we try to we try to be 
conscientious of the community they might be going to. So we include non-slip socks, we include um, gloves, there might be a magnifying glass when you're um, jigsaw puzzles, you know, things that can uh, mentally stimulate. We always have a warm plush throw as our cornerstone to the bag um, that really has brought people a lot of comfort um, year after year. So, um, and most people that are interested in donating are really good about reaching out and connecting first um, to find the items. If there's something that we are in particular need of, like calendars or um, puzzle books, et cetera. So. And it sounds like then there's a variety of different kinds of gift bags that are streamlined to uh, whether a person is in a care facility versus living at home, that kind of thing? Yes, we used to um, have it a little bit more um, broadly adapted in years past, um, but now we're we're a little bit more streamlined. So it's just maybe one or two items that we have to exchange out. You know, our our nursing homes aren't going to get manicure kits or toiletries and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, sometimes uh, we'll we'll have people you know, donate food items or candy. And so we'll make sure that those go to our recipients that are receiving the bags through like the food banks or the senior living communities that might not have dietary restrictions. So we, and we're always looking for feedback from our partners as well. What makes sense in their community? What are needs that they see that need to be addressed? And are you reaching out to seniors who are living on their own, but they are obviously often very isolated. So you reach those folks as well. We try to, absolutely. Um, we, besides large agencies and organizations, we also work with a lot of different um, churches and neighborhood associations, so senior centers. So we're able to reach those homebound um, seniors in those areas through that connection. And then we also have had a lot of folks um, They'll, they'll refer their neighbor down the street mm -hmm. or, you know, somebody in um, another area of town. Um, we have, you know, a, a referral form for that. And it's usually the second or third week of December that we'll start um, taking those out on an individual basis. So at this point in time, it's still early December. There's still opportunities for people to make donations I'm sure monetary donations are, are very helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Items or monetary is much appreciated. And we take donations, you know, all through the month of December. Um, and even if it's, you know, if it, if it rolls over into the next engagement or the next acknowledgement, you know, that's, we welcome that too. Right. And Rena, during this month of December, are those walks still happening? Yes, we have uh, <clears throat> three walks happening uh, every Thursday in December. So they until Christmas time. Yeah, right. Oh, that so that's great to be ha having this happen throughout the season seasons, and and then to be able to just keep connecting, especially during the holiday times. It's it's probably a just a good time for people to to feel that connection and get out together, right? Absolutely. And if I can, I just want to add as far as reaching the people 
that are isolated in their homes. We have the senior friend program where we match volunteers with isolated seniors, mainly in their homes. And so those are my volunteers and my volunteers will go and take a a Santa for senior bag to them uh, in the, in the season as well. So we're reaching them as through our other programs as well. Great. So, and so that is wonderful that that's a a way to really connect uh, and make sure that, that people are recognized and, and for those individuals who are isolated and I, too many are, even if it was six, that's too many people to be really having to struggle through life singularly. So uh, again, identifying them, neighbors, perhaps um, some family members identify if they're living outside the area. Yes. uh, I often will get calls from family and friends that are outside of even Washington state. And they say my aunt or my uncle or my mom is lonely and can she get a volunteer to come visit our and our volunteers come visit four hours a month or more. So it's a regular match that we make. And mm-hmm. um, so it's for friendship and companionship, sometimes some errands if they need it, but just mainly for socialization and companionship. Oh, that is really wonderful. What a great way to do that. So again, you know, logging into the website, apply to be a volunteer through that, correct? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Great. That's the best way, right, Susan? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And so let's mention one more time the website is lcsnw.org is our main website where you'll find information about senior friends and the opening minds through arts and music and memories and volunteer opportunities. And then Santa for Seniors has a specific webpage at Santa for Seniors NW.org as well. And so this program has been in existence since 2015, mm-hmm. and yes. it's grown so that this year you'll be serving 8,000 people, which seems, it seems like a lot, but I bet that still is just scratching the surface. It's very much scratching the surface. Um, as I said, we do have a wait list that we often um, start to accrue you know, usually at the beginning of December. So um, who we are able to serve on the wait list depends on those donations. The more donations, the more people we can serve. Um, And we also are hoping to, well, we're not hoping we are (laughs) taking this um, on a national level. It, there really isn't a program like this. There might be one or two across, you know, out um, in other parts of the U.S., but we are looking for partners to carry this program out um, within their communities. It's a great opportunity to um, kind of dive into other senior services if if you aren't already, um, you know, offering those because we do you know, it's it's a shoe into the senior friends and music and art activities, et cetera. So, yeah. It, and having that person-to-person connection, knowing that there's someone that you can reach out to even once a week is significant to, to know that there is someone that you can depend upon. It just... I, I think really is so heart filling, and and I I want to think that that probably is uh, 
what might be part of the solution to the ills we feel in our society because there's so much disconnection and not realizing the value uh, each individual has by really nurturing this, we can really begin to be part of the solution, right? Yes, I absolutely agree. If you look at other areas of the world and other societies, there's a huge cultural difference and kind of the the formation of generations and how they're interconnected and how they support each other and nurture mm-hmm. each other. It's very, it's multi-age and multi-level. And we have lost that in the U.S. I feel very strongly, and that's why I'm really pushing for those intergenerational connections and awareness, because I think that we need to build it back up. We need to support each other. We need to recreate that social connection. The pandemic really highlighted the negative impact on our physical and our emotional well-being. I think people were surprised, and, you know, I'm hopeful that we are turning that around and recreating a more cohesive and supportive environment. Absolutely. Which leads me to think that here is the way to give an incredible priceless gift to ourselves, really, and share with another that this is prime opportunity to start this as a new way of being. And it's just that unbelievable gift that we can share in our world. Well, I really appreciate that you are working with this program and have the vision of expanding it across this country. And so thank you, Susan and and Rena. I'm just so really touched by what you are doing with the senior population, with those who have dementia, suffering with dementia and with uh, brain injuries, how to make all of that work so people feel supported and recognized. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, If I could, I have, I don't know who wrote this, but I have one thing that I tell my volunteers, and it's a quote. It says, be the reason someone feels welcomed, seen, heard, valued, loved, and supported. And that's really our motto, isn't it, Susan? That we, what we live by and why we do the work that we do. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you for sharing that, Rena. And thank you both. Rena and Susan for taking time and making us aware of this because I had not been aware. And so I'm grateful to be informed and to share this with our listeners so that we can see that's really a swell of response and support for the great work that you're doing. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate the opportunity to share our work with you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you.